Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? One, two, three, four. I'm Father Yuri Hladio, and welcome to this week's Hot Take. If you're not a patron of the Prime Priest podcast, you're only listening to half a show. However, every Wednesday, I publish a short excerpt, or hot take, from this week's extended interview and share it with the wider audience of the Prying Priest podcast. While I vowed to keep the Prying Priest podcast completely advertisement-free because, as we all know, advertisements are evil, this means that the only way I can make an honest dollar and for the show to stay afloat is through your financial support. When you support the show, you'll get full access to every full extended interview. For all the details, including more content, updates, and my blog, visit my website, pryingpriest.com. But for now, enjoy the hot take. I do actually want to talk a little bit about Interstellar, because I'm shocked that neither of us picked it. Because that was one of those movies as well that after it ended, you were just sort of, I was sitting in the chair for a while. Every time. <laughs> what do you what, that says when that told me he never thought about musical organs the same uh, the same way he never he never looked at stars without thinking of of the organ. Yeah. So f- for those listeners that haven't seen the movie, the main musical um, motif, like the main instrument that a lot of the score is built around, is actually a church organ. Right. And one of the reasons they did that is because it's a sci fi epic and they wanted to invoke the feeling of transcendence. And, you know, a church organ is, especially for, for people in the West, um, that is the, the church organ um, can bring that to people's minds. And they actually use one of the oldest church organs uh, in the world, uh, in, in Europe somewhere, to do that, which is really cool. Wow. So the soundtrack is phenomenal. Hans Zimmer, baby. Beautiful. Yeah, he's the best. My wife, my wife can't watch the movie. <laughs> Sorry, we've we've watched it. Uh, she uh, she can't. Nikhil, are you listening? No, she can't hear me. She's got her own headphones <laughs> on. Um, so I watched it one time, and it was fantastic. And it was one of the few things in my life that Nikhil comes home, and I'm like, Nikhil, we have to watch this right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we watched it, and the way that Christopher Nolan, who directed it, the way he directs movies with the Hans Zimmer soundtrack and everything. He builds tension, but like doesn't break it necessarily. And it just hits my wife in the wrong way. And, and she will sit there shaking. It's not uncontrollably. So many people, they get paralyzed by the intensity of the build up without, and it's build up without any, uh, consolation afterwards. There's no like washing over into a a quieter part of the film. And the music is designed to do that alongside the flow of the film. Yeah, ten, right. Have you seen Tenet yet? No, I have not seen Tenet. Okay, well, Tenet is the extreme of this. You know how in Lord of the Rings we have the Shire where it's like, yeah, and yeah. it's like it builds up and it's like, whereas like in Tenet the whole thing is like, it's like it's it's like a like listening to Skrillex throughout the entire film. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to watch it. I watched um, another Christopher Nolan film, which was uh, Dunkirk, actually. It's a great movie. Um, and that, that one has a lot of that tension as well. Yeah. You never see where the bullets are coming from. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. 
anyways, long story short, uh, Interstellar, when somebody tells you, oh, like, you like that movie, it's such a bad movie. (laughs) What is uh, your opinion of that person? (laughs) I immediately think they have zero taste in film. (laughs) To put it it maybe crudely. Uh, No, well, you know what? I think um, it's easy to watch Interstellar as this, what made uh, my partner Cass really upset with Interstellar was that she felt like there was this, there's zero hope in the film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like there's this, there's the solution. This was back in the day, uh, maybe a few years ago. This is the Patreon part of the podcast, so who cares? But this mm-hmm. is a few years ago when you know she was a little bit more anxious about theological issues, and uh, she, I remember her saying that like. She felt like there there was this quick, so easy solution to what happens when the earth dries up. You can go to this other planet and there's no need for God. God is not necessary in this scheme of humanity. And that made her feel anxious. For me, I felt like the movie was all over the place in terms of why it's amazing. It's I've heard people say it's Ecclesiastes writ large uh, in terms of asking the question of of, of meaninglessness in space uh, but also it's a it's a it's a it's a story about how love in the end does sort of win out like it's a, it's a father and a daughter love story you know Murph mm-hmm. and her father are galaxies apart and he finds a way to rip through relativity to give back to her uh, and I think that's just a phenomenal story on its own uh, but then you also have the uh, what's her face Anne Hathaway her character mm-hmm who chooses, uh, who wants to choose love over, uh, over pragmatics, I guess you could say, uh, over suspicion of the other, and uh, they don't go her way, and they suffer for it. So there's that constant motif in the movie as well. The Prying Priest is a social media-free podcast, so any word-of-mouth recommendations you can make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside?